Well, one of the first schools to open up classrooms since uh, the lockdown back in March or the Riverton Public Schools. Uh, they opened yesterday. Dr. Brad Polanin, the superintendent of Riverton, joins us. And Dr. Polanin, good morning. First of all, how did things go on opening day? Good morning. Uh, largely things went well. I, you know, of course, we were all a little uh, curious to how things would go, but uh, it was overall a very good day. I got to compliment you on your plan that you put together uh, for the schools. You did this uh, uh, earlier last month, and uh, you know, based on the state's phases and uh, a lot of thought and preparation went into us. Tell us a little bit about who all had input on that. Well, initially, the the, the guidance came out June twenty third from the state, and we spent, of course, the the, the the next few days going through that. Prior to June twenty third, I had uh, requested some meetings with transition teams, which we had about twenty staff members involved, and in, from ranging from our administration uh, to our union leadership to support staff, our nurses, uh, who were all involved in the development of that plan. We met on June twenty ninth. Uh, to discuss those things and, and kind of talk about how we wanted to proceed. And at the time, the cases in Sangamon County were very low, and it was looking like uh, the the outlook was good. But of course, we know since then, and and since we released our plan on on June, or excuse me, July 13th, things have changed, and so we have changed and we've adapted. And of course, we know this is not over, and we know that it is still a concern. And 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 in our plan, I, you know, while we have confidence in it, we know that at some point we're likely going to have to go to remote learning. We've made that clear to our community, but we we think that at this point, right now, we're confident with what we've done, and and with the reduction of students in the building, it's been very good, or at least it was yesterday. Going back to uh, remote learning, who would make that decision? Would that be something you guys would wait for the governor to make, or um, would you take it upon yourselves within the uh, the school district to make that decision? It really depends on the situation. Uh, you know, of course, the governor could make that call at any time. Uh, but if if we do have any uh, known positive cases in our buildings, we will go to remote learning, which is something we have uh, communicated to our uh, families, staff, and and community uh, over the last couple of weeks that that is a, a possibility. So, if there is a COVID nineteen positive case at the school, be it a student, be it a teacher, be it a, a janitor, be it you, uh, then. <laughs> You guys are, are going to essentially shut down, go full remote. Is that like indefinitely or is it for, you know, 72 hours for cleaning or two weeks for cleaning or how does that work? We, we would go indefinitely and we would monitor every month to see, you know, how how everything is progressing and, and if we could safely come back to the buildings. But one of one of our intents is, is to make sure that everybody's safe. And we know that that is um you know that that is that is a challenge right now with with everything going on. We think we have a you know again a good plan in place and our mitigation efforts are good. But if if it is if if it does get into our buildings, then of course we want to make sure that our community, our students, our staff members are safe and we uh, protect them. And we are going to go remote indefinitely. Dr. Brad Polanin, superintendent of Riverton Schools, is with us on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Dr. Good, take us through a little bit about how you guys are, are set up. You know, is it pretty much the same as the other school districts that are doing this hybrid? Is it two, three uh, uh, in that situation where the where the kids go to school two days a week, or how does it work? Sure. We have our A group of students attending school on Monday and Tuesday. 
We have a day of remote learning for all students on Wednesday, and we have our B students attending school Thursday and Friday. And along with that, we have a about 20% of our enrollment who is uh, who is doing Riverton virtual school, which is all remote. So on any given day, we could have 40% or, or less of our students attending school, which is a huge change for us. And, and it was almost eerie yesterday walking into our buildings uh, to see how quiet it was and calm with you know, less than 200 kids in our middle school or high school. It's definitely different. Uh, but there are some benefits to that as well in, in our class sizes being small and, and our students getting a little extra attention while they're in attendance. Wow, were you surprised at that uh, percentage? It looks like 80% of kids' uh, uh, parents went hybrid. Uh, we only saw about 52 or 53% in Springfield, and the other districts have been about 60, 65, somewhere around there. So 80 is pretty high. Did, were you surprised by that number? You know, it, it varies by district, and I, I know uh, that there are other districts in the area who have lower percentages than us, and, and there are those that are very consistent with our 20%. The health professionals that we have we've spoken to have gave us some information and, and assumed that it would be about thirty percent. Uh, so, so I thought twenty was was reasonable, and, and and of course, you know, we we wanted to give that option to families who who just simply weren't comfortable having their kids attend, even when there are the mitigation efforts in place. Dr. Brad Polanin is with us, superintendent of Riverton Public Schools at News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Dr. Polanin, we wanted to talk about the remote learning, too, in that situation for the 20% of kids. Are, are the lessons coming from teachers pre-recorded, or is it coming from a CAN thing, or how is that working? So it depends on the grade level, really. We have a designated staff member who is uh, doing the Riverton Virtual School for kindergarten, first grade. We have a designated staff member for second, third, and fourth. We have one for fifth. We have then from sixth grade through twelfth grade. It's largely on a program called Edgenuity, which we had experience with at our middle school the last few years, uh, which was brought in by our middle school principal, Mrs. Megan Dorfler, and we've had success with it. And there's a lot of good benefits to that. Of course, students can learn from home, but the videos on Edgenuity are uh, recorded lessons from a teacher, not one of ours. But there are options for elective courses, and at the high school level, there's there's some uh, dual credit. There's language, there's AP courses, so, so the rigor of it is good. Of course, in my opinion, and, and, and I understand given the, the, status, the status of the uh, nation right now and the pandemic, uh, that, that remote learning is necessary in, in certain parts of the world and, and of course, in, in our uh, state as well. But I know that in-person learning is the best, but giving an option to kids to be able to do this that is viable, uh, we, we wanted to make sure we could do and and, and do it as effectively as possible. What we've tried to communicate is is that, and, and there's been a lot of support in our community for uh, and, and patience with us as these are new initiatives to us. Our high school principal, uh, Mr. Matt Moore, said recently that we're all kind of like first-year teachers right now, trying to figure things out as we go and, and have some good ideas and new ideas. But we're hoping through all of this, at very least, we can revolutionize uh, education a little bit and and hopefully see some positives from this negative. Brad, um, when it comes to uh, the logistics here, uh, I guess walk us through, um, you know, the eyes of, uh, of the school child uh, who had to get on a bus, uh, for instance. What, what did it look like uh, from their perspective uh, for Riverton yesterday? 
Sure. So it starts with a combination of things. We, we gave all families or all students who didn't attend conferences last week stickers that say certified symptom-free on it, and we've asked that parents sign them and date them and put it on their kids so it's visible. So when they come to the bus stop, our monitors can see that and know that they have been self-certified. But at the same time, we're also doing temperature checks on all students. So if I'm a student and I have a sticker on, I go up to the bus stop, I get my temperature check. If it is below 100.4, I'm able to board the bus. And our buses, or the capacity of our buses is, is reduced as well with our reduced enrollment. So we have seating charts that are all spread out, uh, which is, of course, different than normal where we could have 60 students on a bus. So once they, once they do that and they come to our buildings, uh, they're able to enter and they go right to the classroom. Typically, we would have breakfast, but we are not serving breakfast uh, this year. That is being delivered to families on Wednesdays. Uh, so we're asking that students eat breakfast before they come to school. Uh, and, and then in, in an elementary school classroom, I went into several yesterday, that there could be eight or fewer students. So it's, it, it is much, much, much different than it, than it typically is. Everyone is required to wear a face covering, and I will say that, that largely everybody did a very good job of that yesterday. Uh, we, we continually remind our students to do it and the importance of it and try to educate them on why it's important. Uh, we are increasing our hand washing. We have put hand sanitizer dispensers all over the uh, schools. We, we actually ordered over 150 of them uh, to, to place all over our schools. And, of course, the social distancing, we, we, we are trying to, and, and, of course, it's not always easy, but trying to keep kids at least six feet apart as we know that that can help uh, the spread of the virus. Any kind so of... it is definitely different, yeah. but what, what is good or what I like uh, to see is, is our kids are, are here, our kids are learning, and, and, you know, of course, we don't know how long we'll have. Uh, you know, it's possible we have to revert to remote learning. But uh, right now, I, I thought it, it, everybody did a very good job yesterday, and, and I hope that they were prepared to do so. What about recess? I know that that's, that's what I looked <laughs> forward to in third grade was recess, playing tag. <laughs> Don't let him fool you, doctor. He looks forward to it now, too. But go <laughs> right. ahead. You know. Yep. You know, I, I did actually, I got out to, I believe it was kindergarten recess yesterday. Nice. And, and of course, the, the guidance says that we can, that, that students can take their masks off if they are uh, keeping their social distance outside. The majority of our kindergartners, and there was only about 30 outside at the time, uh, had their masks on and they left them on as they were playing. Uh, so it, it was it was very good to see that they are still following those guidelines and listening and they're very cooperative and, and, and kids are and generally happy to be uh, at school. All right. Terrific. Dr. Brad Polanin, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. We'll yeah. be checking in as we go along here. If Absolutely. that's OK. All right. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you.